0: All right, welcome everyone to the Building Efficiency Podcast presented by Nenny and Associates. I'm your host, Jim Schaefer. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, Nenny and Associates is an executive search firm focused on the building efficiency industry, hence why we named the podcast the way that we did. And simply put, we help our clients find the right talent. And each week we sit down with leaders from the industry to discuss their backgrounds. How they got started and where they see the industry going. We also get to know our guests and find out what drives them to be successful. So on today's episode, episode 11, we sit down with Chuck McGinnis, who is the VP of Sales for Johnson Controls Performance Infrastructure Group. Chuck walks us through his background, where he sees the industry heading, and he also highlights what motivates him on a daily basis. It was a great answer that I think we all can adopt. So if you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe to our channel. And if you enjoy this episode, share it with a friend or a colleague, and hopefully you'll leave a five-star review as well. Now we think you're really gonna enjoy this episode. So let's drop in. All right, welcome back to the Building Efficiency Podcast. Today, we're sitting down with Chuck McGinnis. Chuck, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jim. Glad to be here. Yeah, of course. As you were planning out your goals and objectives for 2020, professionally and personally, you probably didn't have podcast guests on that list, did you?
1: No, but I'm really glad that you're you're doing this, Jim. I think that our industry really needs to have stronger visibility out there. And certainly podcasts are something that people find a lot of value in. So thank you for putting this together. Thank you to Nanny and Associates for sponsoring.
0: Yeah, of course. I'm glad uh, you and I made the time to do this. So I know you've been in the industry for a long time. A lot of people are going to know who you are. But for the people out there who don't, Chuck, can you tell us a little bit about your background?
1: Sure. I graduated from the University of Wisconsin-Stout. And uh, right upon graduation, it really joined this industry. Uh, in the first role, I was selling maintenance contracts for heating, ventilation, and air conditioning systems working in a, in a branch for Honeywell. Uh, and, you know, had a lot of success in sales, was uh, one of the top hat winners uh, and moved into sales management, largely because I wanted to help other people and coach. Um, I had a background in athletics and I played, played some baseball and I really liked the, the role of coaching. And so I moved into sales management, did that for a while, uh, moved into a role uh, in marketing uh, for a couple of years. Uh, Then joined a couple different organizations and functioned as a general manager in three different roles. Um, Then I joined Johnson Controls in 2000 and have been here ever since. I've been in uh, seven roles here at Johnson Controls and been just just love working here. Really appreciate uh, the JCI leadership and the uh, confidence that they put in me to make me vice president of sales for performance infrastructure for North America. And then shortly thereafter, you know, was elected by my two peers as chairman of the National Association of Energy Services Company. Something I'm truly honored and humbled uh, to have uh, been able to fulfill for the last uh, year and a half.
0: Chuck, throughout your career, you know, you, you've probably seen a lot of you know change, transition between you know HVAC, building automation. Uh, you mentioned selling you know service contracts early on in your career, and then obviously fast forward to today into energy performance contracting. So as you take a look at the, the landscape, kind of where we're at, um, you know, how is Johnson Control's position today? How are you guys going to market? And what are you seeing just from your vantage point, kind of where the market sits today?
1: I think the customers have unique needs that they didn't have in the past. Uh, there's a lot of pressures on them that they haven't seen before. Uh, both the advantages and disadvantages of technology has has caused them to become complex organizations where before perhaps they were more simple. So many of the um, many of the offerings and the go-to-market strategy that we're building is specifically tailored to those customers. Uh, we we can help them take a giant stride forward in the execution of their strategic plan by bringing financial, technical, and operations solutions to them, and uh, you know, with guaranteed outcomes. So, we feel really strongly that with the uncertainty in the market today, with financial markets, with uh, pandemic measures, some of the challenges that they have in their uh, buildings, that we've got some unique offerings that we're bringing to market.
0: Yeah, you, you touched on the pandemic. I feel like there's there's no way to not talk about it uh, for anybody. Listening to this at a later date, uh, we're still in the middle of this, uh, this pandemic, right? We're still feeling the effects of it. So um, what are you guys hearing? It was going off script a little bit here, but what are you hearing from your, some of your customers today, just as far as like what the receptivity is to meeting with you and your sales team, or what are, what are some of their concerns and how are you guys you know, positioning to still continue to be a solution for them?
1: One of the first transitions that was really obvious goes back to my earlier comment about technology. Mm -hmm. So, for example, school boards would often meet in person or city councils would meet in person. They quickly found that they weren't able to do that anymore. So, they had to go almost 100% online. And then you start looking at the educational models that we have for our kids and for our higher education students, and you start seeing a hybrid or to some degree, 100%. Online huge growth in the online learning market. This has caused a huge amount of uncertainty with our customers, particularly <laughs> really the most complex organizations have probably the highest level of uncertainty. Those that have complex revenue streams, complex operations. The offerings that we're seeing that they're most interested in are really as-a-service offerings. Mm. Infrastructure as a service, energy as a service, technology as a service, all those are models that, along with ESPC, Energy Savings Performance Contracting, and P3s, public-private partnerships, they're they're all starting to become very germane, very relevant to our customers. Embedded in those models is pandemic measures, whether it's um, pandemic measures that are designed to reduce the spread of the virus or whether it's a pandemic measure that's designed to change the... Occupancy of a facility at a rapid rate, for example, a temporary hospital or going into a pandemic mode of a a hospital or converting a dorm into an isolation dorm or changing the occupancy of a research facility. Hmm. All of these things are causing uh, a level of needs that our customers had that they haven't had before.
0: Interesting. So you you might have touched on it here. So what I was curious to to hear your perspective on, I know you're very involved in the industry between being involved on the board at NASCO and energy services coalition and obviously your role here within Johnson Controls, as you hover out and you look at, you know, where the industry is going, if you were to dust off your crystal ball and look into the future here, Chuck, where do you see the industry heading at this point?
1: Continued growth. We're seeing that customers are not just interested in cost savings measures, but are also very oriented towards new revenue generation, and the ability to enhance their financials with uh, incremental revenue streams, whether that's from renewable energy, or perhaps from a technology that enables them to earn on their uh, on their technology and on the use of the data. So, the The growth of the industry, particularly from a NASCO perspective, is pretty remarkable. You know, our affiliate members uh, have really great products and services that they're they're bringing to market, and they're constantly innovating. And the the ESCOs in the industry are, you know, really dependent on our affiliates to, to be consistently bringing new innovative products to market. And then, you know, our financial partners uh, coming up with new and unique uh, financial models will will also continue to cause the industry to grow, grow and diversify. And so that's what we're seeing from a, from a NASCO perspective.
0: And hey Chuck, for the last part of the show here, these are the uh, the same four questions to ask. I asked every guest who comes on. So I wanted to start off here. What are your daily non-negotiables? Mm-hmm. These
1: really come from the family that I was raised in. My, my I come from um, what you would consider to be kind of a traditional Catholic, family from humble beginnings and so you know it's for me it's it's really about hard work conviction and integrity those are my daily non-negotiables and i really want to um you know i try to live my life to uh enhance other people's lives by reinforcing you know those three key principles which uh you know convention hard work uh, conviction and
0: integrity and if we were to uh, rewind the clock, you're graduating from Wisconsin Stout, what advice would you give to your twenty two year old self? <laughs> uh,
1: that's a good one. I would say, uh follow your intuition. I wouldn't change a lot, frankly. Uh, I met my wife, Patty at Stout. We've been married thirty four years. We have three wonderful kids. Um, the only real difference is I would say. By Amazon
0: <laughs> yeah, don't we all we all wish we could go back and give ourselves some stock tips, I'm sure um, so Chuck, what motivates you what's get what gets you out of bed in the morning?
1: What motivates me is leading a team small or large in a highly competitive environment. I find striving to be number one and maintaining the position of number one uh, is what uh, gets me up in the morning. I th- I tell my teams this all the time. I've thrown away all my second place trophies and uh, I strive for number one. And the people around me, we have a tremendously talented group at Johnson Controls. We've got a tremendously talented leadership team all the way from the top of the organization to the front line of the customer's uh, door. We are a very talented organization, and I thrive being around these folks and, and leading them uh, to win in a competitive
0: environment. So if you're throwing away your second-place trophies, I don't even want to bring up the topic of participation medals. They probably <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't even want to go there with you. Um, but, but, Chuck, to, to close out the, uh, to close out the show here, what do you want your lasting legacy to be?
1: Everybody out there brings value, and I want to make a difference in people's lives first and foremost family, but certainly friends and colleagues. That's what drives me. And that's what I want as my legacy is uh, that folks will remember that I made a difference in their lives.
0: Well, I think that's a perfect way to, to wrap up the show. So Chuck, thanks for the time. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Jim. All right. All right. So there you have it. Episode 11 with Chuck McGinnis. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And if you did enjoy it, please be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you enjoy listening to your favorite podcast. We hope you're sharing this episode with friends and colleagues as well. And the last thing that I would ask here, if you have ideas for future guests from the industry, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you loyal listeners. So until next time, I'm Jim Schaefer, and we'll catch you on the next episode.